morning. <laughs> Hi. It is a morning, indeed. It is. It is. <laughs> it is a morning. Top of the morning to ya. I don't even know what accent that was. It wasn't Irish. Welcome back, guys. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Act 4 of If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. Um, this video is late again. Sorry about that. Uh, we are going to be revamping our schedule, uh, so stay tuned for that. But for now, let's get into it. Get into it. Act mm -hmm. 4. Yeah. There Dude, was this... some good stuff in here. Yeah, I was mind blown by some of it. Like, actually shocked. I was driving and, like, had to, like... <gasps> Did you pull over? Just, there was just really one scene that I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm interested okay. to know what that is. Yeah, I wasn't, was I wasn't mind blown, it was but just I the will one. say this has probably been my favorite act so far, which ah, okay. is saying something because I haven't really liked yeah. the book. So you did garner some interest. I did get this, some interest, but it, 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 still not my favorite book in, on the planet. Yeah. No, that's fine. But I wasn't mind blown. So what know. were you mind blown about? Yeah, yeah. The whole James yeah, thing. But I also feel like I got more emotion from it because i was listening to it and the voice actor is actually really good so like that whole mm. scene was very emotional or like climactic like how it was going down for sure um so that I might mean, have played into it should we explain to anyone listening the scene we're talking about where james yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking to the about the one where he punches oliver in the face or he slaps him like in the face with a sword mm -hmm. oh is that what it was okay. yes <laughs> Uh, I knew, like, I couldn't really tell what five. exactly was happening. I was like, I just all of a sudden Oliver's, like, nose is bleeding and shit's happening. Yeah, so that's the, uh, that's act five. And they're supposed to be rehearsing scene some... Scene five. Yeah, yes, sorry, scene five. They're supposed to be rehearsing some of the um, blocking for an action scene in yes. the play that they're putting on. Mm -hmm. Caesar. And Caesar. Not Caesar anymore. It's no. uh, Lier. What? King Lear. Lear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, Which, can I just interject really quick? I knew the final Jeopardy clue the other night because the answer was Caesar, and I only knew it because we were reading this book, and I just felt really <laughs> proud of myself and smart because my mom things. didn't get it. And I was like, I fucking knew it! And my mom did it, and that never happens. I anyway, love it. Please go on. <laughs> um, but anyway, they're practicing, and then James just kind of, like, does his own thing against what the actual blocking is, and mm -hmm. basically bitch slaps Oliver across the face with a fucking sword. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which is... Which is very out of character for James. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? And it, yeah. it feels almost mm -hmm. like James is falling into the role that Alexander had, you know? Well, and isn't that what Oliver says to him at the end when they're talking? He says yes. basically that exact same thing. I would have to find... At the end of the act. Or the end yeah, of the... yeah. At the, at the end of the act, when... Because you know how Oliver goes up to the tower to talk to James? Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Sophie's making a cameo this morning. Not the role... What no. did I say? Not the role of Alexander. Richard. I kept saying Alexander, but I meant Richard. Did I, I say Alexander? Yeah. <laughs> Did we both say Alexander? I don't know. No, I don't I know. Remember. It's Richard. Richard's but we met is, Richard. Yeah, whoever, he's the, we were saying. the douchebag that's dead. 
Yeah. The dead the douche. bag that's dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we had some other interesting things happen. Um, speaking of Alexander, he did OD. Yeah, that too. How did you guys feel about that whole thing? I was not surprised, to be honest, because mm-hmm. even from the beginning, it was more recreational. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he already had that vice, and then they're going through all of this trauma with what happened to Richard and their play, like their acts toward it, like I'm not surprised that it went down that route at all. Well, and she foreshadowed too by saying that. And when I say she, I mean Emma Rio. Um, that when she said that, like when Oliver went to his room to get more painkillers to get a joint rolled with like painkillers and stuff, mm-hmm. he was talking about how Alexander's lips were cracked and how he looked mm-hmm. worse than usual. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I kind of knew from that that he was obviously like in a pretty dark place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't think about it until after the fact because all of them kind of look worse than usual. So I was just kind of like, True. oh. But then afterward, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He mentioned quite a few times in earlier acts, though, how he used, she would write him using it when he was mad or sad or like any negative emotion that he was feeling. He'd be like, I need to go do drugs. Um, his coping mechanism. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it was there. I wasn't super shocked when it happened. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Although I wasn't thinking that it would happen in those moments when he was actually, like, using drugs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought about it afterwards. Like, ah, he did use a lot of drugs. Yeah. Gotcha. I also, I think it's kind of interesting how Colin is the one who really finds him and notices, even though Alex has been in the castle the whole time, the rest of the gang, like the players, just kind of are there. Like, they're supposed to be so close and, like, best friends up until this point, uh, and they never even noticed. He, like, if Colin hadn't been in the picture, Alexander probably would have just died up there in his room because everybody else was just right minding their Everyone's business. Everyone's so, like, checked out and in mm-hmm. their own little world. Yeah. So it would have been just, that's like, another the, person. Yeah, that's one of the problems I've had with the book, too, is not a... Uh, I don't know if it's a problem, but... Uh, it's been mentioned so many times, like, how close they are, but they really don't know enough about each other to say that they're close friends. I think yeah. that's the point. Like, I mean, maybe, but but didn't they, like, say it a bunch of times? Like, we're this big family. We all love each other. Like, it's supposed to be, like, this big com- camaraderie. But then as you get farther into the book, you that. realize that it's not. Because in all fairness, I think back to like when I was in high school and even college, like on oh, my college soccer team. And like when you do spend that much time with people, it does become like your family of sorts. But there is that kind of, um, I don't know, relationship where it's like some of the people you're with all the time and you feel like, oh, that's my family. Like, I know them so well. But then in reality, it's like, oh, we never really talk about anything of substance mm-hmm. or I don't know anything about what's going on with their family or, you know, like, or you wouldn't know if they were super depressed or something like that. So I do yeah. feel like that is a real thing. Yeah. yeah Especially in true. situations where you are so busy and so focused on something else. Like, this school is super um, difficult I guess, like, they're always busy with schoolwork, but then they're also always busy with learning lines and short amounts of time and all that stuff. Like, there's so many other things going on that I doubt 
they're all gonna sit down and talk about like their feelings or their pasts. Right. Like, they just don't have time for that shit. You just kind of forget to check on each other because you're mm-hmm. just so focused on your immediate, you know, task at hand or your like immediate, I don't know, surroundings, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I highlighted just a, a line that kind of stuck out to me was at the end of scene four. And it's just how tremendous the agony of unmade decisions and as someone who is anxious almost all of the time and can never make a decision for myself well i do but i hate it um it just kind of stood out to me especially in the situation that they're in i just really like that elaborate more like the context of the unmade decisions so like the whole reason that they're in this scenario where they are kind of at fault for Richard's death is because they decided to not decide. They just oh. stood there. Right. But isn't so, that a decision? It is, but in this like scenario when he's talking about um um so now what's happening is Oliver found the sleeve or the piece of fabric with mm-hmm. maybe blood or wine on it and is hiding it. Um and locked and decided to not lock it but kind of lock it and hide it but it's in a kind of like open place (laughs) so like this whole like wishy-washy scenario that they're in with this whole thing and then that just ends with how tremendous the agony of unmade decisions Mm -hmm. how are you guys feeling about james and oliver's interaction and their relationship I mean, it's clear James also has feelings for Oliver. Yeah, he has to, and they're both just not seeing it, which is super frustrating. And Oliver's going back to Meredith, which you can tell that Oliver doesn't, like, sure, he cares for her as a friend, but he's just lusting after her. There's no substance behind their relationship at all. Right. Which just pisses me off. Like, sure, she's got a nice bod, Oliver, but, like, get your shit together. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. Any scene with the two of them, I literally roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate it. Um, they're they're not good together, and it's just causing another like issue in their whole friend group. Mm-hmm. And him and James just, I like. I wish that they would just sit down and actually talk, not Shakespeare talk. Actually, right. just fucking <laughs> say what's on their minds. But now that I guess James has been diagnosed with PTSD, which is why he had that um, outlash episode. Yeah, episode. And then everyone else is basically being diagnosed with other mental disorders because of what happened. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, if I watched my friend die in a lake, I would probably uh, have a have issues. Have a have few issues. issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, especially if you decided not to assist them. Yeah. And yeah. There's some sort of them. guilt there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch them suffocate on their own blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I would think you'd feel some things. Just a few. If, if you didn't, I think that'd be a bigger. Yeah. I was going to say, if you didn't, that'd be a bigger issue. Yeah. For sure. What about the whole Oliver cleaning? the castle finding things and then colburn colburn coming in and like almost trying to get oliver to do some like 
sneaky spy work for him. Like, I get Colburn's doing his job, but that's also kind of a shit move to go to a teen or a young adult and being like, hey, I know all of these people are your friends and the only people that you might be able to rely on right now, but I want you to rat them out for me. Mm-hmm. He's a detective, though. That's yeah, job. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's his job, but also, like, bruh. You can't, you can't see that he's already going through enough. But he, that's because he knows that there's yeah. something more going on, yeah. you know. He knows that something's happening and, or happened and, uh, you know, he probably feels like if he pushes enough, he could get one of them to, to yeah. crack. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do personally you, see an issue with that, but. Do you think someone will crack? And if so, who? I, I mean, we know that Oliver goes to jail. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he just decides that his guilt is like too much to bear and he just goes to jail and protects everyone else. Or if like somebody else finds the evidence that he hid and they mentioned how he was holding it in his pocket and that when he took it out, it was covered in his sweat. So if somebody finds that and they do some sort of scientific test on it, it's going to have his DNA and probably Richard's if that's blood. So I don't know if that's why he goes to jail because they find some incriminating evidence or if he just like takes the fall for somebody else. I feel like it would be in his character to just take the fall. Mm -hmm. But I would like it better. If somebody found mm-hmm. <laughs> what was in his pocket. Yeah. But I don't always get what I want in this book, so I feel like he's just going to take the fall. Yeah, see, I thought see. that at first, too, but then, like, his interactions with his family and his sisters don't fit with that role that I thought of him as. Like, he seems to be more of... He has more of a spine towards them than he does when he's at the castle. So I'm not sure if I still think that he's kind of like the super protective sideline character as I thought he was. Yeah. True. I don't know. I'm anxious to see though. I do feel like Alexander's OD though um, has more to do with just has more to has to do with more than just their guilt and everything. I, uh, because, um, on page 276, when Oliver and Alexander are talking, um, Alexander says, can I ask what happened? He, he said, as he rummaged in the top drawer of his desk, I won't make you talk about it. I just want to know whether I should shove James in the lake next time I see him. And then Oliver says, unsure if the remark was simply, simply Alexander's morbid sense of humor or something more deliberate. I shifted on the bed. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, is that like a little little crumb there that mm-hmm. maybe Alexander did have more to do with Richard's death? And, you know, maybe that has something to do with the OD as well and the increased drug use. I'm still leaning on the fact that it was Alexander and James. Because they had set up that pack to go beat the shit out of Richard. Oliver left to be with Meredith. But if the two of them still decided to go do that, then that That's might true. be what it happened. That's true. It could have been the both of them, yeah. 
So I, I don't think know. James did it alone. You think? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just get that vibe. Well, we'll find out this week. We will. We, we, will. we will indeed. Not continuing to read was painful yeah. the last few days. Yeah, I will say, I like going. I said, I did like this act better, but I really liked how it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the final, first the reckoning, then the fall. Mm-hmm. That just makes you want to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was it's clear that they're all about to come apart. Yeah, it was it was a good ending to the act. I really enjoyed that line. I was listening to it on audiobook on my way to work, and I wasn't even halfway to work. I didn't realize I was that close to finishing it. And it said that part, and then there was like a dramatic pause. And then it was like, blah, 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 act five. And I was like, no! And I had to like, <laughs> like frantically like switch apps, pause this thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. And then I still had like 10, 15 minutes left of my drive to work. And I was like, what am I going to do now? What? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Wow. <sighs> Well, now we can finish the book. Now, now we, can finish we can finish the book. Oh, uh, when are we announcing our next month pick? Or our right next now. Pick? Oh, okay. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I already have it pulled up. Um, oh, perfect. And I so, don't know the answer, so this will be fun. <laughs> have you two voted? I think I did, yeah. I don't remember. Okay, well, then, the winner of our nonfiction May book is Pandora's Jar. Pandora's um, Jar. Yeah. Let me, let me grab it real quick. Yes. And would you like right. to explain to us again, uh, or explain to the listeners um, slash viewers what this book is? Yeah, so this is uh, Pandora's Jar by Natalie Hayes. She is the same author who wrote A Thousand Ships, I believe is what it's called. Um, she, yeah, it says it right there. I can read. Um... <laughs> So she is um, a writer who writes about these nonfiction topics, but on almost a comedic way. So they're very entertaining. Um, They're good reads. Uh, I'm not a nonfiction reader, and I enjoy them, which is saying something. Uh, This one specifically is about Greek mythology. Um, And we all know that 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 saying that history is written by the victors or the winners and in most cases, also men. Uh, so most of our uh, histories and mythologies have been written and spun to a men's perspective. So this takes the feminist side. So this is basically Greek mythology from the pen- fem- this is Greek feminist mythology viewpoint. from the feminist <laughs> viewpoint. That's cool. No, it's exciting though. I'm so yeah, excited. I've been it. wanting to read yeah, this one, too. and I've been putting off reading it because it might have been one of our picks. Well, now it is. So I'm super excited. Yay. Okay, awesome. So um, if you want to read that book along with us, you have plenty of time because we're changing our (laughs) format going forward. Um, Do we want to talk about that now or do we want to do that on the later no, I mean, release. we can talk about it a little bit now because we're only at 20 minutes for this episode anyway. Um, so after we finish, if we were villains, because we need to finish this one out. So we're going to do the next episode will be act five of if we were villains. Mm-hmm. After that will be two weeks and then we'll do our book talk and then 
two weeks after that, we would do Pandora's Jar. So what we were going to do is only two episodes per month now. The midweek will be, or mid-month would be the book talk, book reviews, just kind of a little chit-chat. And then at the end of the month, we would review the book that we were buddy reading that month. So we will still be discussing the book in like our Discord, our social medias and stuff like that. But we will only be doing one podcast per book. And it will be our overall opinions, review, all of that. And we'll still post a weekly page breakdown, right? Or chapter breakdown mm-hmm. as to like what you should be reading every week if you want to keep up, right? Yeah. And then we would have um, discussion channels in our Discord. So we can still have these same talks that we have on these podcasts. But the three of us, like our schedules just haven't been coinciding to be able to do a weekly podcast. So we're just making it down to bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. But I think it'd be cool doing more of a book review. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Well, I think wow. that's that. So. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Bookstore Bitches where we discussed Act 4 of If We Were Villains. We'll be back next week with Act 5 and our thoughts on the end of the book. And until then, we'll see you on social medias. Mm -hmm. Yes, that too. Okay. Bye, guys. Okay, bye.